As we prepare to um, begin our sermon, and I'm going to ask that the next slide be put up. As we begin to prepare to hear our sermon, um, some of us just heard some news that maybe we hadn't heard before. And um, that our brother Vic has a recurrence of cancer and has um, had to resume chemotherapy. And so we're getting ready to have a sermon about a psalm of praise and thanksgiving. And I don't think it's coincidental that the Lord would allow this public announcement to happen right before this particular sermon. Because you see, David was getting ready to share, and it was a glorious moment, and yet there were a bunch of hurting people that were sitting there in that moment. And so um, I think before we go any further, we're just going to say a prayer for our brother Vic, because I think all of us, that's heavy on our hearts. And so um, I'm just going to ask if some of you feel led that you'd like to come and lay hands on Vic, you can do that, or you can just stretch out a hand from where you are. But we're going to pray for our brother. I want you to look around right now. And if you could see all the people that have their hands stretched out towards you right now, it's a representation that you are surrounded by the love of God. And so, God, who is good and loving, would you help us and hear us as we pray for our brother right now? And so, just nice and loud, prayers as the Holy Spirit leads. Give him ease in his mind that you are in control of all things, Lord. That whatever this is, Lord, in his body, that you are in control. It's just not for no reason at all. But Lord, we know when we ask that you will take any illness out of this man's body. This is your child, and he loves you, Lord.
saw this weakness in the body, that we know that you are strengthening him. It's just something you're telling him. So the work that you have planned for him, and this is the way that you're strengthening him, Lord, we know it's from you. And so, Lord, we receive every good gift from you, and we reject anything that's not from you. Lord, we ask that you would bring healing, fullness of healing, body, soul, and spirit, we pray. Lord, I pray that as you have taken him out of the life of sin, you have put your signature on his heart three times. You have put a a thing of cancer that uh, was in remission. You did it long ago. He could live and enjoy and find you where you found him. You took this sickness of eczema away from his hands and feet. How, how obvious it was that you answered his prayer. And then in North Carolina, you took a spear out of his back. Maybe it was physical, but it took the pain away, Lord. You, you touched him three times, and are you going to leave him now? I think not. I think you're refining him as you would to bring him to a different level of maturity. Lord, let his understanding of your love refine him to be a tool in your vessel that as gold and silver is refined in the fire, that he would abide in your presence and rejoice that his name is written in heaven. Yes. So, Lord, I thank you that you've heard all the prayers that have been prayed out loud and silently. We thank you that when we pray, that you hear our prayers. And when we pray in accordance with your will, that it's done. And so, Lord, would you seal this time of prayer. We pray in your holy and precious and powerful name, Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Lord, even as we transition, I'm just continuing on in prayer, even as we transition in a continuation of your message that you have for us this morning, Lord, would you give us ears to hear what your Holy Spirit is saying to your church? Be glorified, Jesus, we pray. Amen.
And so Psalm 30, a psalm, a song for the dedication of the house is actually what's there in the original language. And in some translations, it might say temple, but you'll look down at your little footnote and it says palace. And so a psalm, a song for the dedication of the house that was built for David in Jerusalem. I will extol you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord, my God, I called you for help, and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. Sing the praises of the Lord, you, his faithful people. Praise his holy name, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, But rejoicing comes in the morning. When I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. Lord, when you favored me, you made my royal mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What is gained if I am silenced, if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, Lord, and be merciful to me. Lord, be my help. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. What are you going to say when you've got the microphone in front of you and you've got a short amount of time? How are you going to use that time? See, David, there was a moment in time. There was a moment to commemorate what was going to be said. And as I thought about what are you going to share, I thought about that I haven't said much about my son's wedding to you. But I wanted to tell you something that happened. It was about a microphone being in front of somebody, and it was the father of the bride. And you know, you maybe live your whole life wondering what you might say in that moment. And particularly as time gets closer, what will he say? And he got the microphone, and what he said was not what he planned at all. He said, he looked, and he started to speak, and he just said, is there any doubt that God has brought these two together. He said, I, I had a speech planned. And he goes, but I don't, that's not what I want to say. I just want to say, is there any doubt? And he goes, I've prayed. I had a daughter and I love my daughter. And then he starts talking about basically raising daughter and the difficulties in this culture and how he had prayed and prayed and prayed and how he had seen the Lord at work and he was just honoring and exalting the Lord He was given the microphone, and in that moment, what came out was praise for the Lord and a testimony of answers to prayer and God's answers and his deliverance and his provision and his goodness. And you see, I think that's what happens here. 
when David has the opportunity to give a public address, something that's going to be spoken and to commemorate the dedication of his house, what he didn't say, what he didn't say is he didn't talk about this house. And if you read the passage from 2 Samuel, it's quite a remarkable story, isn't it? He goes in, he redeems the city from an evil city, takes it over for the Lord, it becomes the city of David, and another king contributes everything for the building of the house. Friends, he was not talking about the man cave that was built. He wasn't talking about the technology, about the energy efficiency of this new place. He wasn't talking about the house at all. What we don't see in this speech is anything about David's new role. Remember, he was about 17 when the Lord called him and said, you're going to be the king. And now he's about 30. It's been a long season. You would think he might have something to say about the fact that he had been the king of Hebron, and now all of the tribes had come and the elders had said, we want you to lead, and he had been anointed as king. But does he take this public address and this opportunity at this press conference to talk about his role, his platform, what he wants to lead the nation in? Well, actually, I think he does. I think he wants to lead them in acknowledging God and saying he is the one that this is, life is all about. And so what does David say? What does he say in this psalm? Well, I want to tell you that I think it's summarized by this. He lifts me up, and I lift him up. He lifts me up, and I lift him up. He lifts me up, and I lift him up, and I say thanks, thanks, thanks. He lifts me up. He lifts me up. It's emotion from down below the speaker saying, I reach down and I lift up. But who's doing the lifting? God. He's drawn me out of the pit. He's drawn us out of the pit. He lifts us up. Think about that motion. A little child on the ground, you bend down and you lift him up and you draw him to yourself. And friends, that's what the Lord does for each of us. He reaches down, this loving God, this good God, this Father that loves you, and he lifts us up and draws us near. What David shares is he's a vulnerable leader. He doesn't get up there and talk about how strong he is. He gets up there and very vulnerably shares about his growth in learning to be dependent on God. He said, I've been in the pit, and you lifted me out of the depths. You didn't let the enemies gloat over me. You see, you can get in a pit by being thrown in a pit by the enemies. And he talks about that and how the Lord rescued him and lifted him up from those enemies. You can get in a pit in other ways, and he talks about that one too. You can get tempted and fall into a pit, because of self-confidence and self-reliance. He says, when I was strong and I thought I was invincible, then all of a sudden I found myself in the pit. And yet there too, you, when I was dismayed, it says, 
when I was dismayed when you hid my face, dismayed, he was like shaking in terror when he was that way, and he cried for help, and he cried for mercy, and what does the Lord do? He lifts him up. The Lord is his help. You lift me up in the hard times, in the difficult times. David had been through many of them, and you can become bitter or you can become better. He could have been bitter. He could have been angry, and that anger can come out in many ways. If we don't take our anger at life circumstances, it leads to death. He says, do not sin in your anger. It's not it's not a sin to get angry, but it's a sin if you let it go down and the sun go down on it. If you dwell on it for more than a day and you don't take it to our good, loving God who wants to help us with our anger. And friends, I think that that might be what's stealing the joy from our salvation is that maybe there's some sense of we haven't dealt with some things that have been hard in life and brought them to the Lord and cried out to God for help. Save me. Help me. Help me with this situation. Friend, you prayed about the situation, a young man that had a trauma or something, right? That's what we need to do when we've got a trauma in our life. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. We cry out from this pit, and he comes. But you see, he, if, he would have been, if he would have been speaking at this dedication, and he had any of this resentment still there, he would have talked about himself. There would have been a sense of entitlement. He would have been saying, this has been a long, hard journey. And I even was um, anointed as king by one tribe, but it took seven more years for the rest of you to come on along. He didn't say that. He didn't shame him. He didn't have any resentment. He just talked about the goodness of God, a God that would lift him up. We can become bitter or we can become better. But we aren't becoming better in our own strength. We're becoming better at being children who love God and believe that he loves us. We become better when we grow in our identity as ones who God loves and he loves to hear from. You see, this role of dependency, of crying out, of praying our needs to the Lord is really all about just learning to live in this close relationship with a loving God. And so what we hear David say is there's a God who lifts us up, that we can bring every one of our difficult times to him because he's a loving God, and that our identity, his identity, our identity as children of God is that we live to exhort, right? He lifts me up and I lift you up. He lifts me up and I lift you up. We live to lift him up. At the beginning it says, I will exalt you. That word exalt, it means put God in the rightful place at the center of life. And so do you see this motion? Just like the drawing up, you lift me up means you draw close. When we lift the Lord up, we go and with an outstretched hand. It's a symbol. It's a sign. You are at the center of life. Life isn't about me. It's about you. Except that your life was about me and that you love me. And somehow that you lift me up and I lift you up. And you lift me up and I lift you up. And you lift me up and I lift you up. And I live to say thank you. 
I live to say thank you. Thank you for saving my life. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for healing me. When things were difficult, you were there with me, God. I have never been alone. This is what it's about. This is what he says when he's been given a house and he's got the opportunity and he's got the mic for a minute. What's he going to say? He's going to talk about a good God. And friends, this is who we serve. And this is the story and the testimony that he wants to stir up in our lips is that when things are hard and when things are difficult, we have a loving God who wants to hear us cry out and who loves to hear our prayers because he wants to lift us close. He wants to remind us how much he loves us. That's what he wants to do day after day. That's what we're learning as a church. That's why we're staying after church to pray together because we believe God loves us and we believe he loves the world and this west side and we want to lift these needs up so that he'll come and he'll lift us up and he'll lift up our neighborhood and he'll lift up the world. Friends, we have a God who loves us. We have a God who wants us to learn to bring our praise forth and to be vulnerable in sharing our testimony. And I want to tell you just a quick moment about something that happened. The first time that I had the microphone in downtown Grand Rapids, I didn't have it alone. I had it with a gospel choir, and I had it on the Halder stage, and I wasn't even a singer. But they taught me a song, and, uh, well, I like to sing, but, you know, in the shower and at home. But anyway, they taught me this song. And anyway, what it was, was it was the gospel message. And it was something that was so beautiful. When I think about the Lord, if you know it, you can sing it with me. How he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost. How he healed me to the uttermost when I think about the Lord. How he picked me up and turned me around. How he placed my feet on solid ground. You can stand up. It makes me want to shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. It makes me want to shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise it makes me want to shout lord you are good lord you are good thank you that you give us the gospel message thank you that you give us a message that you lift us up and that we live to lift you up And we say thanks, thanks, thanks. Amen.